It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir, c'est Simon. Bienvenue dans le rendez-vous. Welcome to the rendezvous. The accent is French. Um, a friend of mine, neighbor, said, uh, How much have you changed your accent since you arrived 25 years ago? Well, not that much. So thank you for uh, your patience and bearing with thick accent of mine straight from Paris. Now, I've changed nationality. I'm an American citizen and proud of it. Uh, I've lost a lot of hair compared to 25 years ago. And I don't mind it because I shave it, shave my head now. I like it, especially in the summer. And uh, I used to play tennis and now I play ping pong. That's about that. Now back to you. You call the next. Bonjour, Christine. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Christine. What's going on tonight? Well, I'm having a, I'm feeling a little insecure, I guess. I, I started seeing this guy in like March of 2020. And then, of course, you know, what happened in the world. So we weren't able to get together maybe as much as I wanted to or do as many things. But when I would text him, he would text me back right away. I'd get a text back very quickly and like with exclamation points and cute little emojis and things. And now when I text him, it may take like four hours before he texts me back or maybe longer sometimes. Or if I say, you know, what's up for this weekend and I don't hear back from him all day, it's just uh -huh. starting to make me feel like he's drifting. Yeah, you, so emphasize, so you, you, how does that make you feel? Like he's drifting, what else? What else are you feeling? Well, like he's not as interested in me. I mean, that he doesn't respond, either he's taking me for granted or he's getting so many texts from other people that, you know, I'm just the low man on the totem pole type thing or, you know, that I'm just not as important to him as, as I was. And it's just, I've mentioned it to him and he says, but I'm working now. You know, I wasn't working. And I go, yeah, but I mean, we get texts. We know how to answer them. It's not, a, you can even put up a, a thumbs up or, you know, a right. heart or a flower. It doesn't take a lot of effort. So it's just, I'm starting to feel not so important to him i suggest you stop texting him completely you do i should stop yeah. or stop texting him or just for, break it off yeah for, if i think you have to show him you know who's boss and the distance the firmest distance it's time not to ask for anything just stop texting and then he's going to say why are you not texting and then you're going to say well what's the point of texting you you don't care you don't answer so i don't text and let's just see and then say how does that make you feel then you can have a conversation about both how you feel Wow, I didn't even think of that. I would just text more, you know, so that's good. That's really not, a, good. not a word anymore, not a text, not a picture, not a like, nothing. You'll see it's not going to take long before you realize something is wrong, and then he's going to have to go back to his senses, or there's no future with this guy. Oh, that could be. That could be. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Thank you. Thank you, Simon. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Thank you for calling me. I appreciate it. You have a good night. Good luck to you, Christine. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Bonsoir. <laughs> Bonsoir. Coming up, I'm going to go listen to these voicemails from Abby because her boyfriend seems to have a bad habit. She doesn't know what to do with it. Next. So, Abby left me a voicemail. Take a listen. Hi, Simon. My name's Abby. I had a question about something that makes me a little uncomfortable. 
Um, my boyfriend has his phone, and he likes to take snapshots of other girls on social media, like off of their profiles. And he keeps them in his phone. He thinks it's a secret, but I know about it. And it's quite a few different girls, including some of the ones that I don't like. And I want to know if it's okay and I'm overreacting or if it's something that makes me uncomfortable because it's kind of just weird. Thanks. Yeah, good question. I'll, I'll answer next. So wait a minute. I mean, how would you feel if the person you're dating is actually taking screenshots from other girls or other boys, depending on who you date, on Instagram, and he doesn't know you know? How would that make you feel? You know, should you say something, says Abby in a voicemail or not? Abby, it's, it's, it's a shame. Here's my advice. Don't even need to talk about it with him. You ask yourself, why would I want to spend more time with a guy who instead of wanting pictures of me, wants pictures of other girls? That's the real question. And it's not so much on him. He's a schmuck. Forget about him. It's why would you want to stay with a guy like this? So I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I repeat, you've got to ask yourself this honest question. Why would I want to stay with a dude that collects pictures from other girls on Instagram instead of collecting pictures of me or me and him? I'll let you answer. Call the next. Bonjour, Steph. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Steph. Uh, what's going on? How can I help you? So lately, my husband, when he meets new women, you know, when we're at a party or out, he, he's very flirtatious. You know, it's not like a charming, like, you know, where he's like humorous and everything. It's comes off very flirtatious. Like he wants to take them home. And I don't know oh. how to approach him about it. So how does that make you feel when that happens? It, it, it makes me feel like I'm not like special anymore to him. You know, like <laughs> that he has to put this flirting out to other women. To test, mm -hmm. I don't know if they're testing it on other women or whatnot. Well, it, it, it's definitely inappropriate and passive-aggressive towards you. So uh, I think it's time to have a talk with him about why he does that. What else do you want to express? What is missing? What is upsetting him or what's frustrating him? Right? But you have to express how you feel. If you can't tell how you feel to your partner, then we have a, another problem because communication is the problem solvent of any relationship. No communication, no solution. Yeah, I guess that's true. You know, I'm, I'm I'm nervous to talk to him about it, but I shouldn't be. I should be able to be open and honest with him. Yeah, why are you nervous? I don't know. I just, I feel like I don't know what he's going to, like, if he thinks I'm going to be judging him or how he's going to react. Like, I don't want him to feel like I'm judging his personality or how he is, you know? I just, I want him to know that it makes me feel uncomfortable and not like, you know, that he feels like he can't, put that flirting or that like charminess out on me anymore. You know, I just, I don't want him to get upset or anything. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. I guess that's what, what makes me nervous. I don't want him to feel like I'm judging him because I love him. I just want him not to flirt with other women. Of course. Well, I tell him that and I think he will understand. It's not stupid. So I think you have to tell him, you know, how you feel, ask him why he's doing it. And if he denies it, this is, this is how I feel. So it's, you know, it's against you. And what is it that you want to say through that, you know, poor behavior? Right. Now, I just have to be honest and open with him. And 
Yes. Hopefully don't be afraid. Well. Yes. Don't be afraid of a tough conversation. You just have to no yelling and no pointing fingers. But um, you know, after dinner or just walking, walk and talk. That's always a good idea because you have two motions like at the that. same time. Yeah. We like to go on walks. That's a good idea to kind of bring it when we're out for a walk, you know, where we're kind yeah. of relaxed. Yes. I like that. All right, then. We'll do that. Steph, good luck to you with that walk and talk, and you have a good night. Au revoir, Simon. Au revoir, Steph. Coming up, I, I, I want to address that. The sick power of the unspoken and the resentment that comes with it. Next. So, you know, like, when you're in a relationship for years and years and years, and many, many times you wanted to say something you didn't, not to create a drama or shenanigans or fight. And it accumulates, right? It accumulates to a big rock of unspoken. Rock is so big, it's bigger than your house. Of all the things you wish you had said, but at the time you didn't because just itself, you thought, well, I can live with that. And now you look back and you go, hmm, I wish I, uh, you know, unknot that knot years ago because now it's adding to the other knots. So let's talk about what happens when you don't say anything for years and you play easy breezy, but inside of you, just like my last caller, Steph, when her husband is flirting with other women, she gets mad and she doesn't want to talk about it. But she should, and so should you. So let's talk about that next. So if you're listening to me in your car or at home or in the truck or wherever you are, think about it if you're in a relationship. How many things you wish you've said to your partner and you didn't because you don't want to create any drama or fight and it's still on your mind, you did not forget. And you feel, I wish I said that. Just mentally raise your hand and say, Simon, yes, I, I belong to that group. I wish I said that. You've got to say what's on your mind. And most importantly, ask your partner, how are you feeling? And they should ask you that question too. That's one of the number one or two questions anybody should ask. How are you feeling? And how does that make you feel? Good things come out of those two sentences, right? So start the dialogue. Don't keep unspoken for yourself. You call the next. You have a question for me about your love life, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Tammy. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Tammy. How can I help you tonight? I have a problem now. I've been dating this guy for about three years. Everything was fine at the beginning. I noticed in the last several months, before when we would do the ooh-la-la, everything was cordial, you know, so far. You know, he would even do have rose petals in the bathtub for me. That was all good, and I love it. Now, mm -hmm. when we're about to do the ooh-la-la, he jumps up out the bed and does 25 push-ups. That's kind of mm. weird. What is that about, Simon? Well, it is weird, but maybe... Maybe he has a little anxiety and he needs the, the, the I'm trying to say it nicely, to, the, the blood flow to increase before to have Ulala if you get my drift. Hmm. That could explain why would you do this? Like, you know, I would think it's not common, but it is definitely something I see if 
the guy is not so sure about his ooh-la-la capacity. Okay. Now, I did ask him, is he taking some type of pill enhancement? He said, not really. So that's kind of like you're saying you are. I said, are you or are you not? He said, not really. He didn't give me a definite answer, yes or no. But my question for you is, after the 25 push-ups, how's the ooh-la-la then? Ooh-la-la is even better than before. Ooh-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. It's even better, greater. <laughs> Wild and savage. So maybe I shouldn't even be complaining, huh? Just keep Ask him to do, uh, well, maybe if it's so much better, I'd go for 50 push-ups. Say, hey, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, <laughs> I would Bye. not be worried about it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Anytime. Good luck to you, Tammy. Have a good night. You too. Thank you, Simon. So coming up, let's talk about the hors d'oeuvre, the pre-oulala situation, the do's and the don't. Next. So it's an interesting situation. Tammy, my last caller, said her guy before the oulala has to do 25 push-ups. I said it's probably to move the flow of blood, you know, and then she said the oulala was even better. So I suggest maybe she does 50 push-ups, then she laughed. So, really, what are the do's and the don'ts pre-oulala, in French, le hors d'oeuvre, before you eat the main course? I'll say this. There's not really general rules. It's whatever makes both of you in the mood. For instance, some people will like to party first and drink a lot. Some people will like to uh, be very romantic and uh, start kissing, and then the softer approach brings then more wild and approach later on. Some people also, you know, like to uh, get ready by, you know, speaking to each other or kissing and all that. So there's different ways. Although there's one thing that never works. And I'm going to share that with you next. A personal story. You're going to laugh. So this is a true story. So please don't judge because you understand. So years, years, I'm talking about, I don't know, 25, 30 years ago. I'm at this lovely brunette, and uh, you know we're in Paris, and we we you know liked each other, made out a little bit, and then you know uh, I was back in my uh, little uh, studio back in Paris, and uh, at the time I used to wear those biker jackets, so I don't know exactly what came into her, but at one point she said, "Oh, Simon, put this heavy-duty leather jacket and ride me like a bad biker." I didn't, you know, and then she put her arm behind. I was, I was like. I didn't know she wanted to pretend she was a bike I, it, and room and all that. Imagine. I laughed. I, I was, I was, I was like a bastard. I, I didn't know what to do, so I, I didn't write anything. And then she got embarrassed, and then nothing happened. So the lesson of this is, you know, sometimes you, you hear things, maybe you have to, you hear things in the pre-oulala that you will never forget. I never forgot that one, but we never oulala then. So anyway, just a story. You call the next. If you feel like sharing a story that touched your heart, maybe you saw somebody did something for you very kind, very romantic and sweet, please call my show now, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Agia. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Agia. So uh, apparently somebody dropped a surprise at your doorstep. What was it? And tell me what happened. Yes, 
So I think we can probably all relate to having just a really long, arduous day. And I was getting home after that, <laughs> finally. Yep. And I'm fumbling around in the dark, and I, I noticed there's something at my door. And it was a huge bouquet of flowers that I <laughs> didn't know who they were <laughs> from. I didn't expect oh. to get them. And, yeah, it was... Well, I'm telling you, it was the most beautiful bouquet of flowers I've ever seen in my entire life. And so, first of all, what kind of flowers and who sent it to you? Did you, did you find out? <laughs> yeah, it was, oh gosh, it was a mix of huge flowers the size of like two hands that are like, they look like dragons almost, these tropical flowers with really delicate, white, kind of petally, feathery flowers and eucalyptus and uh, uh, plenty of plants I don't know the name of. <laughs> um, okay. And it was from a date that I'd had earlier that week. And I didn't, I didn't know I'd made that much of an impression. Well, so apparently you did. <laughs> apparently you did. How did that make you feel when you saw the flowers on your doorstep? How did you feel? Oh, it was one of those moments when I felt like life was winking at me and going, you're on the right track. <laughs> In those that, moments when it feels like, oh, I'm working so hard and I feel unrewarded and like I'm not going to be okay. It just felt like life felt so, uh, you know, la vie en rose really is a thing to have those moments. The life in pink. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> because because it's true and, 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 and it's still, you know, the old school way of, of romance also that is sometimes forgotten that uh, mm. uh, sending flowers to a woman you've had a wonderful evening with is a very elegant and charming thing to do. So mm. um, I, I like that. Thank you so much for sharing that story. That, that was a lovely story. And uh, I wish you a good night. You too. Merci. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Have you ever dated someone who had been in your friend zone? We'll talk about that next. Have you ever dated someone who had been in your friend zone? Like this terrible sentence I've heard many times in my life. Simon, what? I'd rather us to be friends. Well, what do you mean? I like you. Well, you know, I like you as a friend, right? So then you change your mind. Have you ever then dated someone like that? Um, I posted on my social media. 62% of you voted no. I have not dated someone who has been in my friend zone. 38% of you voted, yes, I have. Uh, me, I don't think I was able to succeed when somebody friends on me to change that, or vice versa, actually. Uh, so thank you so much for voting, et bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.